Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Derek. <laughs> And I'm Ray. I'm Alice Reed. Welcome back to another episode of... Mostly Mostly Mostly. And welcome back to another episode of Mostly Mostly Lit. Mostly Lit. So I quite like our um, <laughs> our music. Um, hopefully, Alex would have um, edited in the theme song of the book that we're discussing today. I've been begging him to, and I hope that he can do it. We'll see. And if he can't, then that means... We just started normal on it. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much. And welcome back. Thank you for listening. We got welcome. some really good feedback on our last episode. Did we? Yeah. Like, I got I got really good feedback. Yeah. Like yeah. I've been looking at some of the comments as well this week. And it's actually been really good. Um, got a few emails, actually, about the about yes. being sent back as a punishment and the like. Yeah. Chris, um, all the way back in the motherland I don't know which country you're in yeah you didn't in say Africa, did you? you didn't say but um, yeah he sent in a wonderful message to us about how even in certain countries in Africa parents will sometimes say to the kids living in like the city area oh you know mess up and we'll send you back to the village so there maybe exists that kind of tension between village life yeah. home, um, city life abroad and um, sort of and back home as a as a place where it isn't so developed and you know so it's great to have these discussions and thank you so much for emailing us thank you thank you thank you thank you absolutely um but yeah that was like yeah how's your how's your week been my week um my week has been really quick and fast like i haven't been doing much i've been having trouble sleeping and i'm gonna be really candid like i've been having quite a lot of like mental health issues mm. and I've been really having real bad trouble sleeping um, but like I think on Friday I, I got a good night's sleep which I'm like 
really happy about. I'm like, oh, mm. thank you, thank you, <laughs> lot above um, for a good night's sleep. Um, but yeah, like it's been okay. It's just been just been loads of changes in my life, so I'm just a bit like, oh crap. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's my week. It's good, been good, just good. you know trying to bear what, the turmoil. What I found interesting about this week is that it was the lunar eclipse, yeah, and the blood moon. Okay. Okay. So, oh dear Lord. For me, yeah. For re- like, I was reading up on it today because I was like, I was proper. I was proper like, I saw it and I saw some people tweeting about oh the blood moon and revitalizing energy and all this stuff. So I was like, hey, interesting. Let me go into like Google and just see what this blood moon thing is about. Something about back in the day with the Native Americans and the harvest and all this stuff with them. Anyway, but we're here <gasps> nowadays. I'm looking at it and um, it said something about for my sign as well. It was more. To what are you? Capricorn, and it was more to actually. I don't know uh, their traits. Okay. What are the traits? The traits are me. <laughs> Let's what you, see. What you see here is what Alex you get. Alex is a Capricorn. But the blood moon is, um, yeah. it was saying, oh, you need to like uh, clear your environment, declutter, make sure that everything's clean and, you know, get rid of like waste from your life and all these different things. Get rid and, of waste like, from your life. Like, you know, okay, things, yeah. things that are distracting you. And I, and I didn't, and I realised like I'd subconsciously, last week I subconsciously like cleared my, cleared my room out. Ooh. Like I burnt my sage. I had like the affirmations. The whole room was just smoked out. It was just peaceful. So I had a had a really really enjoyable and a peaceful week. week. We um, went to the reggae brunch last week, which was really cool. Oh my god! Um, yes, we did. It was really cool. That was and, really cool. Um, you know, just Caribbean food and loads and loads and loads of party. loads of music and fun dancing, people and fun, dancing, yeah. and it was great. Um, but yeah, man, that the, the benefits of like literally clearing your space, whether it be your emotional space or your physical space, making sure that you're letting room in for new energies. Okay, can stuff. I tell the world what your traits an, are? Oh, if you want to. Okay, so Alex is a Capricorn, guys. I mean, these, these are the base. These are the base traits. Yeah, I don't have yeah, every yeah, single yeah. one. Um, Signifies stability, balance, and wisdom. Born under the sign are also known as the goats. Hey. <laughs> they are sensitive. So, yeah, you are hella sensitive. Sensible. Yeah, yeah you're hella sensible yep. and secure in their own place. Mm. Mm-hmm. They do not there. take <laughs> impulsive decisions. No, you no, don't. You... you think about things so long. It pisses I know, I, me no, off. I, no, I think about them, but I have a really, but I take calculated risks. But they have some negative points too. Oh, we, we, don't, we, we don't we don't talk about those. Um, um, you're patient. So moving, so moving on. You're pessimistic. Oh, you're okay. stubborn. You're shy. You can be self-centered. Oh, wow. You can be detached, and you wow. can be moody. It depends. Knowing you for the, lo- the length I've known you, you, you can what, be moody. Do you know? What I, do you know what I found? Do you know when you talk about star signs and stuff? I mean, I'm sorry, I don't want to delve into all of this too much <laughs> or too long. And when you talk about star signs and stuff, yeah. when you talk about the negative traits, it's the traits that you find when they're at, the, at their worst. Yeah. And they're most unbalanced. Yeah. And for me, when I'm at my worst and most unbalanced, yes, oh, I, I am. I don't know what my negative yes, traits are. I've never looked at Oh, don't you know? No. I'll tell you for free. You're such an asshole. No. Okay, so guys, I am a... I'm a Gemini. Yeah, can't you hear the multiple people that are talking? There's like <laughs> 7,000 people. Is, that is not what being a Gemini is, and it really annoys me. That you talk, you refer to yourself as we. Therefore, there's several what? people speaking at one time. I'm like, which person are we getting today? When did I do that? Uh, Jim, I might have referred to um, as, as plural. Okay, so... Zodiac signs. All right, so I'm an air sign. Um, day, Wednesday. Oh my God, I was even born on a Wednesday. Um, ruled by the messenger god Mercury. Can we just get to your traits? What yeah, are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? So, um, this isn't the website that I went for so yours. Why don't you so use the same one? I'm a bit annoyed. Why don't you, just, why don't you just use the same one? Because it didn't give me the... 
you know, oh, 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 okay, we've got it now. We're cheerful, tactful, enthusiastic, diplomatic, versatile, mm. witty, possess sharp intellect, and they thrive on communication. I do, because yeah. you know, I can't say nothing. I can't stop saying nothing. Yeah, you they are wonderful social <laughs> beings. I am, and chat, they don't chat. have any sort of shyness within them. Nope. Mm. On the flip side, the Gemini may display quality duality of sorts. See? They may also be lazy. Yep. <clears throat> wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> With a marked tendency of beating around the bush. Uh-huh. That's not true. Rambling, rambling, rambling. You know the okay. ones where people just like waffle, waffle, waffle. Positive Get to the point, trait. answer the question. Brilliance of mind, good communication skills, gregaciousness, diplomacy. I am very diplomatic. Yeah, but you've read that already. What's your Shut negative trait? Vivacity, <laughs> enthusiasm, tactful, cheerness, wit and versatility. My mm. negative traits, obviously, it's indecisive. Read out the thing. Read out the right okay, stuff. Why duality, was that, where's that pause? Duality. Prevari- oh, okay. Prevarication. What does that mean? Anyway, anyways, no, no, no. instability, them, them big words, indecision, though. laziness and untidiness. My aunt will agree with that. But I think I'm literally, I have problems I have to clean. <laughs> to overcome your negative qualities, avail the natal ch- I have no idea what the hell that means. But there are loads of people who are Gemini's, including my amazing favorite woman, Naomi Campbell. And Donald Trump. We've had this conversation already. So prevarication means divergence from a right course or transgression. What does Breaking it of God's laws. Disobedience. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, guys, welcome back to episode so of Mercy Lit. If you know me, then that's so funny. Welcome back to Mercy Lit, guys. Um, and tell us what your star sign tell is. Tell us what your star sign <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so we what, we... what are you reading this week? I'm reading absolutely nothing. Oh. Um, that's disappointing. I Wow, it is disappointing, but as I... Prevarication. I know. Um, I'm reading the book that we're reading this week, and surprisingly, I'm enjoying it a lot. And um, I have to say that I think I'm going to finish it just so I can say that I've read a book. Good. Yes. You'll finish that very yeah, soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I've been reading Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. Yes, you talked so, about this. So funny. So funny. He's hilarious. Um, talking about how people considered him white growing up and how, you know, he was literally walking around during apartheid separate from his mum. His mum's obviously that's a dark skinned black woman. Mad. And her his dad is like some white German the guy. The fact that apartheid was here in his lifetime mm-hmm. just shows you how absolutely crazy. Mandela, when was it? When Mandela, men, when Mandela was free, he was released. He was six or five or something like that. And then when, just, like, when when the laws was starting to change, it was a few years yeah. just after that. So it's really, like he's really funny, like really really funny, really well written and yeah. Great story. Like he, lo- I like the way he kind of like flicks in between different. He throws his language in there and yeah. Hossa and I can't even do the click, but Hossa. I can't do the click. But Hossa and um, Zulu and Afrikaans and English, obviously. Well, I isn't it so incredible how we think that we are so progressive in our society? We think we're so advanced from those historical things that showed us how unequal like people were treated mm. but really it hasn't been that long we've got so much more so much to, more to do, do and so much more like places to go because it was literally the generation before us yeah yeah most definitely so aside from that um yeah, he talks about like you know growing up with his grandmother his great grandmother his cousins and just like various different things he's yeah. had to experience what other I want to do is tell you what I will be reading next okay After other than that I was reading um, The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz and I've spoken about his four, his four agreements that I yeah you have yeah. Show, but, so I found out um, I think 
a writer on Twitter called um, Neef. Um, he mentioned it on one of his tweets. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think. Let me go and read the book. Yeah. So I went and read it. Um, really, really good book. Really, really good um, articulation on what love is and how to change habits and attitudes when it comes to what love means. Oh, and you, we, me and you were talking about love yeah, this weekend. Was, we had a, a head disagreement. Yeah, I mean, like, you can disagree. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but, like, it's one of them, it was really one of them interesting conversations about what it means to love, be loved, and experience it in kind of, like, all these different facets right. different people really good book I would say the people go and go and have a read of it and let me know what you think what did he mean what did he say like what does he think about being loved and loving like what yeah so basically when you're when you I think the, the common notion that's been given about love is that you look to other people for happiness so you, you people get into a relationship not knowing what love is they go in and they expect somebody to kind of hold this crystal ball of love for them yeah but there's a story within his book and it's like um and he kind of like there was an old man who didn't believe in love there's a woman who did and you know they met each other he she kind of made him believe a lot more in love and they they became really really into each other and he gave her his star and when she got his star she was so nervous she dropped it his star his star so basically the metaphor for love the star oh, like see, the, yeah. the story is like it's kind of like yeah. you know it's fictionalized to make it look like make it easier to describe the yeah. the feeling and um she dropped it and then he went back to feeling that there was no such thing as love again and she went back to um loving herself right so you bringing yourself into a relationship like that and expecting somebody to hold your your happiness and hold your love, they're inevitably going to drop it. It's giving somebody something so precious to you, something so, um, hmm, so important, so so important. They're never going, nobody's ever going to hold onto it the same way that you expect it to be held onto. So it will be dropped. But then how do you, then how do you come together in love? Is it that you both hold your stars and you come together yeah. and you're with each other you, along this the, journey of life. Yeah, the idea is that you should never look to anybody else to provide you with happiness. So what what do you what should you seek in a relationship in love? You should you should be able to to love the person as much as you love yourself. So in Regardless, a way you it, are it, loving it, them you're loving but them. you're not giving them your But you're not you're not you're not handing over Everything, everything that means you're not handing every everything over to them, but you love them. I guess it's just you just appreciate their right. love, yeah, yeah, for so themselves you, exactly. or for whatever. And, and he said that the journey is actually learning what love is and how to love yourself before you go into these kind yeah. of things. A lot of people go into these um, situations and they don't necessarily um, know what love is themselves. And when they don't know what love is themselves, they search for it in somebody else. Mm. And then, when obviously that star is dropped. It's like, I'm heartbroken, they did this, they did this, they did that. Heartbreak isn't a matter of... (laughs) That's silly, I think, to, like, someone hurting you, but you're like, well, I hold my own star, you know, like, I have love for myself. No, No, inevitably, you will be upset. And it's okay to be upset. But it is, it's a difference of dropping... If you give somebody a tennis ball that you own and then dropping it, and or you give somebody a tw- like a twenty-year-old china plate, and they drop it. But there's they're both yours. So what do you, you give? I don't think. So what is it that you're giving? You are giving them. You are giving them love. Yeah, but you're not expecting. You're not re- going to them to be responsible for your 
own happiness. The idea so is that when you are heartbroken, but you but that's the thing. A lot of people reach those stages because they've handed over. So you're trying to tell me that someone like hurts you, you're not going to be, you shouldn't be heartbroken because you should have held on to your own love. That's what I mean, but like that's what the whole idea. That's that's that's. No, but the whole idea is that we're not doing relationships properly, and we're not doing, we're not understanding. I think it's okay to be heartbroken because I'm not. Don't ever like give anyone your star. I understand that. Don't give anyone that love that you have for yourself. But then, then all of a sudden, you don't know who you're. You are without them. That I completely agree with. The idea of giving someone agency mm. over you to the point where you are not, you can never be happy without them. Yeah. That is something that I totally agree with. But when you do, when you are it's, with somebody, there is an exchange of something, whether there, it's time, there, there whether is, it's effort. There is, but you should know that your happiness doesn't rely on that person. I understand That's that. the point. That's the, That's point. the point. But it's very be- hard in that situation. It is very hard. And it's very hard because it's one of those things that people don't necessarily have the conversation yeah. about. We don't speak about love, like how to love oneself before we go and I mean, love oneself right now is other. reduced to like quotes and quotables. And doing and all these different... Like, s- s- and self-love and self-love going to and whatnot. But I don't think stuff. people are really actually understanding how to look at themselves and think, you know what? I'm responsible for my happiness. I'm like, it's, a, it's accountability. People uh, hold people accountable for things, but we need to learn like, what self-accountability is and say to ourselves, right, you know, I... I, I don't it, want that I self... I, I totally understand that, but I don't want that self-accountability to take away from... If someone has done something horrible to you, they, you should acknowledge that they've done something horrible to you. You should acknowledge they've done something horrible to and you. And they should be accountable for that horribleness, yeah, hor- no, but so, it should not take from you. Acknowledge somebody's done something horrible to you. Acknowledge your role in the situation but do not let it disrupt the way that you feel about yourself and the way you think about yourself yeah. and the way that you um, position yourself in the world you know what I mean do not change it's hard though do you know what I mean like it's hard it's, that's what I mean and you have to do the work there's no easy or quick fix to it it's a, yeah. it's a really tough thing anyway that's what I'm reading the master <laughs> that's a good discussion um, um, Don Miguel Ruiz so yeah. what are you going to read oh I'm going week? to read we received this some I don't know where we received this but we we all have it uh, Masande Shanga's book called The Reactive. I hope I've pronounced your name right. And it, it's a bright orange book that has a, a green pill on it. And I just saw it on my shelf this morning. And I thought, oh, this is absolutely amazing. And I was looking up at the author and he's like the winner of the inaugural Penn International New Voices Award um, in 2013. He's been like a finalist for the Kane Prize. Um, so I'm really, really excited to read this. It's his debut novel and it was long listed for the Etisalet Prize for Literature and a finalist for the Sunday Times Barry Ronge Fiction Prize. He's a 32 year old. Um, and oh my God, wait. And he's from East London, so... Whoop, whoop, whoop! Okay. Anyways, I shouldn't... Okay, we're going to totally cut that out <laughs> because that was disgusting. I can't believe I whooped. <laughs> that's that's so sad. <laughs> All right. Um, um, that's what we're reading this week, guys. Let yeah, us know yeah. your thoughts on those and um, give us any stuff that you kind of think that we should be reading as well. Yeah. Um, give, give us some recommendations, actually. Yeah. Um, so... Who's lit this week? Really, 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 oh, really, 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 really proud to so say happy that about this. our friend Guy Gunaratni has been longlisted for the, the Man, Man Booker, Booker Pro- Prize for this for year. For his novel. 
Oh, you're going to say, oh, I thought, Mad, uh, Mad and Furious City. I was Sorry. supposed to do, you know. Oh, I thought you were going to say. In our Mad and Furious City. In our Mad City. and Furious City. And um, it was such a, like, it was an amazing, amazing thing to see. Like, when I saw the list come out, I, saw, I got the email and I saw it. I was like, oh, it's just a Manbrooker list. And then I saw tweets and I was like, yeah, guys same. on it, guys on it. Yeah. I actually went and read the email. Yeah. And I was like, this is actually amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, you know, a uh, guy that we, uh, guy, like we've that. had him on. We've had him on the show. You listen. You listen. We're proud of you. Amazing, Thank you fantastic, so much fantastic for coming on our show, for talking to us, for listening. We are so proud. And of you're you. just like, and he's like, um, you know, we had conversations before, and like he like grew up in my area, and it was all these different things, and a lot of the the, the landmarks within the book are very very relatable, close yeah. and relatable to where I grew up and whatnot, and it was just amazing, an amazing amazing thing to see that. You know, I hope he gets shortlisted. Yeah, I hope he, I really do hope he gets shortlisted. If I want him to win, <laughs> like you know, Please. winning, I probably would collapse too. Me, I'll come like committee. you know, when you go like them, like them proper emotional um, black parents, and you just yeah. like my son, well done, my well son. Done. Um, but yeah, fantastic. Dance for your uncle. <laughs> Dance for your uncle. Dance. Give it to them. Give it to them. No, but yeah, thank you, thank you. Well done, guy. Um, yes, and well thank you so done. much just for your undying support, and you're just amazing. And right, we want to see more. We want to see more. We're gonna, we're gonna see more. We're gonna see more from you. We want more. another book. Yeah, no and pressure. it's ironic as well because this week I was um, judging on the Fourth Estate Guardian. Um, short story prize and just dropping that in yeah I'm just gonna just throw that in there amazing amazing <laughs> why don't nobody invite me to judge nah, nothing nah. <laughs> amazing 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 entries this year um, and we and what I remember was that Guy was one of the shortlisted for um, one of the previous yeah. awards I can't yeah. remember if it was the first one or the second but he was shortlisted at that point so guys you know if you've got short stories and you've got things you want to write submit to these competitions it's just yeah, a man. journey you've got to keep going and just yeah. make sure that you keep putting your work out there and get people to see these things because you never know where the story's going to end up and what hand it's going to end up in and yeah. there were so many stories we saw there and we are like we'd love to see more of this writing we would love to see um, people getting agents and all these different deals and whatnot, and you know diverse voices and all these things so so much to do so much things to you know take down and change but We've, yeah. yeah, we've still got a long way to go, but keep, keep submitting, opening keep these writing doors those. out is exactly what we want, yeah. you know, so that the people behind you, man, can, you know, get in smoothly. There we go. Yeah. There we go. So that's Guy. You're, you're, you're lit this lit week. week. This week. Well done. Well and every done, week well until you bloody win that damn award. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week we are um, discussing. We are discussing Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. What? Um, oh my god! I need to stop whooping. We're um, excited. You're excitable. I'm, I'm excited. It's part of your traits. Shut, shut, shut up. You know what? Yeah. You know, back in the day when I was younger, You know, when I was younger, I used to want to be like mysterious and like quiet. You know, those people that like were like really attractive and they were like mysterious and quiet. Want to be a coquette. And like, yeah, like gloomy and stuff. And wait, someone told me I was a coquette. I'm not. <laughs> Anyways, um, why are you laughing? Anyway, so I used to sometimes like go out with my friends and not say anything and they'd be like, Ray, what's wrong? And I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to be alluring here. <laughs> nah, man. I feel like, you know, shutting yourself in a box is long. Yeah, I spent most of my teens being an introverted mess. But we continue, we continue, we grow. Absolutely. We thank God for growth and just thank God for growth. doing all these things. So we read Harry Potter, well... We are doing Harry Potter this week. Okay, let me confess. And the Philosopher's Stone. All right, let me confess. So, guys, 
I always say that I have read <clears throat> the whole of the Harry Potter series. She disappointed me this week. Guys, okay. And I think I have. Did she even but, own a copy? Sorry. I'm sorry. I haven't owned any Harry Potter so copies. I wasn't bought books like that when I was young. So I had guys, to go to the library. So okay. I said to Alex, oh, um, I actually haven't read the first one. And he got really, like, offended. So I started on Chamber of Secrets because I was obsessed with the first Harry Potter film that when I was a kid, I refused to... Did you get it signed? No, no, no. This is like this is like my 10-year-old handwriting. Oh, that's wonderful. Says, Anyways. Keep out horrible things will happen. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex has a copy, like the original copy, and I'm really jealous. But I never read the first one. So I was like, okay, this week, let's do the first Harry Potter. And I'm reading it now. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. And it's such a good, easy read that yeah. I'm like, oh, right. Like, obviously, it's not like the, you know, the peak of literature. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and it's not like incredible writing. I'm so sorry, Rowling. But it is an amazing story and it's so readable that at that age it can't have been literary mm. you like young kids need to understand and follow the story through so yeah i really like it yeah um but let's get into the discussion yeah. so i know there's for people who haven't read harry potter i don't know about harry we potter. don't know them anyway the book is about an orphaned boy who's sent to sent to sent to live with his um, really cruel and crazy parents until his eleventh birthday. Not parents. I'm sorry, guardians. His aunt and uncle. His aunt and uncle. Um, until he's until on his eleventh birthday, he discovers that he's a part of a world much bigger than his. So he discovers that he's a wizard. Um, and previously to this discovery, he kept on getting these letters that um, his aunt and uncle refused for him to open because they already knew this news, mm. but they refused to tell him because obviously they're muggles, which are non-magic folk. And in the American world, they're called no nomad, non-magical folks. Um, but in Britain, they're called muggles. And these muggles, Mr. and Mrs. Dursley... Um, know that he's a wizard but they're like really racist obviously and they um keep this news away from him until his 11th birthday where a um a wizard called uh rubius hagrid enters into a cabin and says you're a wizard ari yeah right <laughs> so it starts several... the journey yeah and it's that starts the journey of his thing so i kind of wanted to like um, discuss just alright we can discuss the writing right like in the first instance because I feel like we tend to skim over the writing and we actually do need to hold this this writing to account yeah let's, um, let's hold it to account let's hold it to account so there's the first um, you know it had to be very simple it had to be very clear but you cannot you cannot un, you cannot deny or underestimate how British it was Super in the writing British. so like the first the first paragraph was like, Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of number four, Privet Drive, were proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. <laughs> they were the last people you'd expect to be involved in anything strange or mysterious because they just didn't hold with such nonsense. And then it goes on to discuss about where Mr. Deuce, Mr. Dursley was working at this firm called Grunnings and he was in the, there's a managing director or whatever. Yeah, and Mrs. Um, Dursley was at home and watched... Pre on the neighbours. Pre on the neighbours. And, you and know, like, coddle his, her... Um, her child Dudley. Her big, fat, ugly child Dudley. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, getting fat shame. Um, just ugly kid. And I, mean, I mean, ugly as in, like, he's just a horrible, 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 horrible child. Horrible person. Um, and he was also ugly. He had no neck, just like his dad. Yeah. <laughs> I found yeah. that really funny. But, uh, anyway... <laughs> 
outside Catherine. I was like, ah. Anyways. Yeah. So like, the thing is, right, it was like you're taking a microscope into this very, very small family and very small-minded family. Yeah. Into this, in that, you know, they had everything they wanted. They were in... A simple British life. Simple British living, life yeah. in the country. Well, in the country. In, in Surrey. The, in, like, Middle England. So, Surrey. And that's where... And they were just living a very normal... normal and I life. feel like a lot of British family can relate to that. The You know, the the middle manager father working at some company with his middle manager job and wife possibly at home or doing something really mundane and you know having time to pre on the neighbors and you know coddling her son that's a that's i guess that's a typical mm. you know british family in a way so yeah. i think that is the reason why this this book blew up because it was so no it was the the absolute normal mm. mixed with the absolute supernatural supernatural magical and I don't think Britain has had something like that exist, which is why I think Harry Potter has taken off because it was. I don't. Can, can, do you do you know something that is so real? Because the family living in Surrey with a son that is so real to yeah. me, and the fact that she would mention all of these names in the the London transport, TFL, like the buses, the, the chippy, the underground, the station at King's Cross, these things that you see day yeah. in day out. So I think that is initially all of that personification put in writing mm. so, along with the magic that yeah. everyone seeks in writing like, is perfect I feel like it expands but what, it, what she did was it kind of she paralleled obviously two worlds together mm. so basically you could be sitting it, it challenged your perception of normality yeah which is really good especially in the um, beginning when Dursley was like when it was before Harry was grown up obviously it starts off like that and um, it starts off on the day when Harry's parents got killed and ev- the wizards have come out of hiding in a way and they're they're celebrating the fact that um, Voldemort has gone and Dursley is just on the street going to work and he's seen people in robes talking about the Potters and he's like, who are these people? And there's a cat on his driveway that keeps staring at him, which obviously is Professor McGonagall. And it's... It's these things that you see day in, day out on your way to work that you never question mm. because you're never really looking out at people. And yeah. then it's like, it's just magical. It's kind of in a way, um, his Dark Materials trilogy okay, and Northern Lights and stuff. Obviously, there, is, there are like parallel a, worlds yeah. in that. However, we don't know of the parallel worlds because they, don't, they hardly ever come in contact. Mm. But this, it's like these two worlds, the magical world and the muggle world, are literally not even side by side they are integrated in society but one is invisible and one is invisible yeah. and hidden and hiding yeah yeah so it was kind of like and it, the one thing i really really found interesting was jk Rowling's obsession with the middle class <laughs> with regards to because like all right so that's what that's, and it's kind of like what she it's what she disliked about the middle class is what I feel like that's what she that's what she the white middle class anyway is what she put into mm. the Dursleys so um, and she just made them horrible yeah people, so Vernon yeah. so Vernon Dursley was really trying to figure out what um, what Harry's name was she was he wasn't he didn't want to he knew that um, his sister-in-law Lily um, was married to a Potter and he was like is and he it was like is it Howard and Howard yeah and then so he said to he said to Petunia oh um, 
what was his name again? Howard, isn't it? And she's like, Harry, common nasty name. common name if yeah. you ask me. Yet they've got a son called Dudley. <laughs> so it's like it's like so it's like a really so it's like a really like um the the, the contradictions, the hypocrisy that she's yeah. kind of like trying to flow with. But I find that really ironic that she's honed in on the middle class like that. And you know Dudley's um, private school and all these and yeah. smeltings and whatever. And then it's Harry going to and, a comprehensive. And, and, and Harry going to a comprehensive one. Yeah. So they say, they're like, oh well, you're not you're not worthy to go to smeltings. Go to the comprehensive school. Mm. But then they go to. But then he gets sent to Hogwarts, and she basically uses the private school, grammar school, boarding school archetype to uh, the, the British system. In puts, puts it in a magical world. Yeah, Especially within, when it's like, yeah, it's the yeah, best magical uses, school yeah, in the world. She uses the British public school system to base it on the elite magical school mm. in the UK. Mm. So I find that very, very interesting. because throughout, Yeah. She basically wanted, I don't know whether she wanted to say that the muggle-borns and muggles are elitist but in the same way she displayed that elitism in the magical world however what i do think is a bit different with regards to the idea of public school um the the imposition of the public school in the wizarding world in the wizarding world is that even at hogwarts there were poor families like ron um there was another poor family in there i believe I think it was well, a Weasley just, family. Just fam, there were families that they were tiered. So especially in this book, when Malfoy tells tells Harry, there are certain families yeah. that you do not want to side yourself with, yeah. and you should be very careful with who you hang around with. Yeah. And that really displays the, these sort of class systems mm. within the Wizarding world as well as. So technically, there isn't much difference yeah. because the Wizarding world hates Muggleborn. And then the Muggleborns, with regards to Petunia and Muggles, Vernon, Muggles. they also, yeah, the Muggle, they also hate the Wizarding World of those who know about them anyway. No, but no, Petunia hates the Wizarding World. I don't think that, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know because their, reali- their reality is completely different. You know what I mean? Of those who know about, they don't hate it because you. There are some Muggleborns whose parents, yeah, like like Hermione's and, parents. Yeah, I get that, but. <laughs> Especially that speech that um, Petunia makes in uh, the cabin when I, it's like my favorite speech ever because I know it by heart. Um, in the cabin, I think I have it here, where she talks about um, she talks about how you know Lily got with Potter and you know they're absolute freaks and her her parents absolutely loved her because oh Lily was a witch and she wasn't but I saw her for what she truly was that racism essentially I don't think it's just lies solely with Petunia I think it lies with a lot of other middle class white muggles I guess I mean Hermione's parents were dentists so yeah. Yeah, I think it lies yeah. a lot with that class. No, no, but the thing is, no, I, I, I think that that wasn't. I don't I, think it's I, just her. No, I think I think that Petunia had just she had the vendetta against her sister because, because her because, sister was her favorite. No, no, it's not even like we know that. All right, we know the story towards the end. We know that what happens in the final book and whatnot you know Petunia wasn't chosen to go to Hogwarts she yeah. wrote to go and she's like can I come and they're like you can't because you're not a witch. a witch and stuff so she and then it was envy up until that point so and then thereafter so she just decided that everything that she was going to do was going to be normal and right because that's what it was mm-hmm. but if you think about it like she just and it's like they had this they had this vendetta against 
the Potters. And there's this thing, there's this big thing within the book about vendettas against the good people, just because of their, just by virtue of them being. So do you see what I mean? So you think that, say for example, the Malfoys were held higher up than the goodness of I guess the Weasleys because the Weasleys are good but they're poor the uh, Malfoys no, are because if, if we come out if we come out of class if we come out of class now right um, and we just look at, I'm looking at the way that JK has written um, these characters mm-hmm. and I look at the way that she's written Draco as this um this really snotty. Kind I don't of, think that's, that's, that's how it's written. Or whatever. This is really this not this snotty kind of like, oh, um, like I'm just arrogant. better arrogant guy. Yeah, I mean. You're He's 11. Been fed you're, by his family. You're, ele- you're 11. You're 11. At the same time, like, look at Hermione. The first time we meet Hermione in this book, she's a, she's also very apathetic. He says she even says her, um, describes her voice as being a bossy kind of voice. Yeah, she's very apathetic. She always tells she ha- finds every way to tell people mm. that she's smarter than them. Yeah. Tells Ron to wipe his nose. Yeah, like his mum did. Yeah, but at the same time, she, there is when I first met Hermione in this, she's apathy as hell, but. She's she's uppity. You can't, but she's not evil. But she's still uppity. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You can tell that she's from a middle class Muggle family. Do you think that, um, like, the way that? Do, what do you think about the way Hermione was written? Because I feel like it was a kind of, oh, I have to prove myself all the time because to, I'm Muggle born. Like I'm Muggle born. What is that a metaphor for having Muggle. to prove herself in the world of men? Like, you know what I mean? Mm, is it she I having that, she's having to but, prove herself and? I thought she was just eager, to be honest. Because mm, she could have been able to prove herself, but it wasn't until that she, um, with, when the troll came into the into the bathroom, it's a troll. yeah, like she didn't need, didn't, you know, she didn't need to, she didn't need to lie. You know yeah. when they said when they said, "Oh, what happened here?" Yeah, all she had to say was, "I was in the bathroom, <laughs> and the troll was coming to attack me, and Ron and Harry came and tried to save me." She didn't need to, she didn't need to lie and say, um, "Oh, I thought that I read about all about them. I thought that I could." Do it. Do you see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I get that. I think Hermione, I think with her, I think she needed to prove herself, but I don't think it was because she was in a world of men. I think it's because she was a muggle-born. Because even in the beginning when she's telling, um, she enters their their cabin in the in the train she tells the boys about all the books that she's read and all the things that she's done to prepare. Really excited. And she says, you know, she mentions her muggle-born family as if to shield herself from anything. Oh, my friends, my, my family are muggles. I just want you to know. It's, it's almost yeah. like when you tell people the bad things about you so they don't end up using it against you. Um, and I think that yeah. is, even like later on when, like, you know, what's his name? Malfoy taunts her for being uh, a half, a mudblood, sorry. Um, I do think that Hermione has that insecurity, which she tries to, cover up by by her smart way of living by by her intelligence and i don't really think she's intelligent she just reads a lot you don't think she's intelligent i don't think she's like no because there's reading a lot because the thing is when we read this in this in the book um harry she, when, got, no, she no, wants no, information no no because when i because I, I picked this up as well like reading the book i was thinking when harry first got 
all the information about the fact that he's a wizard and all this stuff and yeah. he got and he got all the books and stuff he said that he was spending hours like overnight reading up on all these things reading up on everything yeah. like looking at everything he's just fascinated about the world that he's entering um, same with Hermione she's fascinated about the world that she's entering yeah. and she's been encouraged to come and do this um, come to this school and he's been told this is his birthright to come to this school mm. now that, and, and then you and then you see that there's this parallel now that Hermione's come and she's like oh I've read everything I had to read everything da, 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 da. I want to know everything Harry's, Harry's read like... everything Harry's read all the stuff that all the books that he needed to know on the list that he got Harry read them too so they come to this thing now and then there's Hermione. But she's read above and beyond because she even tells him when she's like, oh, you're Harry Potter. I've read about you in modern day, this book, that yeah. like modern day magical thing yeah. and like modern magic and the events that occurred or whatever. And he's apparently in it. And yeah. Harry's like, I am. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, if I were you, I would have gone I, out and read everything about yeah, myself. Yeah, I, would wanted to know, I would have wanted to know exactly. about everything, yeah. about everything that I could have done. Um but that's a that's a that's a self confidence issue, because yeah. if you think about like what he's come from, he doesn't feel himself important. So he doesn't, he's not going to look at. He's not uh, gonna exactly, look, he doesn't people know are telling that him that he's this all these different things, yeah. and he's like chosen one, the boy who lived, yeah, and he's, he's like, like what? I've never. I don't even know what Quidditch emotion. is, mate. I don't know this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her. So I found that really interesting, just the way that the character developed. And you were right. Like across. we talked about this out before we started uh, recording. That I really liked Harry in this book more so than any other books I started hating Harry in the fifth book I was like I'm really you're really annoying me now like just like you know what I go on like you know you're special now so just get on with trying to defeat this don't be doing oh why me like come on he was still doing that and I'm just so annoyed I got got so pissed off at him but in the book in this book I really loved Harry he was just very like honest and 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 Wholesome, like he knew the good from bad, yeah. even though he lived amongst bad people. It was like general. It was literally general um, questions about where his place and his position in the set and everything was, and also he, you know, the, the constant fear. You know, when you go to a new school and you go to somewhere, like he's like, oh, when he when he went on the broomstick, for example, and yeah. and got Neville's rememberal after Malfoy threw it. Yeah. Um, I love that scene. And he took it and he was like, and when McGonagall took him and he was like, oh my gosh, I've only been here like two months and mm-hmm. it's just, it's just going to end. Like it's over. You know what I mean? He had this very fatalistic kind of mentality. Yeah, like, oh, this is too good to be true. Like, I'm going to be sent like home back they, to the Dursleys. Yeah, you know I mean, they don't want me here. They don't yeah. want me here. All this different stuff. And you see that later on in the book when he gets to, when they start to go through the trap door and try to find this philosopher's stone now, um, Hermione's like, aren't you worried about being expelled and all these different things? And he's like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, my guy killed my parents. You For see real. what I mean? And you know what? So what? What they're going to do? If I survive and it's not the, and it's not the case, then they'll expel me and I'll go back to and I'll go back Live to my the good, bad life. <laughs> and you know what? Or whatever. Um, cause, and you see the progress through it because at first he's like, oh, I'm scared they're going to expel me. Then he's like, well, what if? Um, and there's another situation where they're like, well, if they break my wand in half, um, will they give me mercy like they gave Hagrid? I'll just yeah. follow him around in his clothes yeah. and whatnot and just be and you like see everybody else grow yeah. up to be witches and wizards yeah. then at the end he's like screw all of that <laughs> this guy killed my parents I'm up <laughs> like, here I'm going like, for him like get 
your life together like yeah. why are you thinking about yeah. all these other things and we'll just figure out what happens as it comes yeah. you know what I mean it's so weird because I didn't think that in so for example in the film I felt like his parents played a massive role and he felt a, a big connection with them but yeah in the sorry Alex is passing me a drink and uh, in this book however um I felt like because he wasn't allowed to ask questions about his parents um you know the Dursleys told him that his parents like died in a car crash when they didn't and then Petunia like says it at the end when Hagrid comes in and then they got themselves blown up (laughs) (laughs) um but I didn't feel that Harry connected with his parents a lot in the beginning of this book. Like he, I don't even think he paid much because he wasn't told much. He just wasn't. Oh no! Oh. I didn't feel that connection in the beginning. So I, I was like, like mm. no, man. Like we we find out later on in the book with the mirror of Erised. Um, I love that damn mirror. I really I want. That. I really want. I, when I watched right, the book, so I was question. standing in front of my mirror, like, please. The so question. Imagine. Show me. You look. You're standing in front of your own my dry, mirror, your like, own dry muggle mirror. Listen, like, listen, tell me what it is that I want most in life. Yeah, you all know what you are, but like, the thing is, so he goes to the mirror of Erised, which shows your desires, yeah, and your, your absolute wants, and. Um, he saw his family for the first, for what it felt like was the first time. Yeah. Really saw his family, like people that were literally his own, his grandfather, his mum, his dad, and all these different things. And And he really wanted that because I realised that, you remember when he first got on um, the uh, Hogwarts Express and he was looking outside at the Weasleys, they're all like talking and bickering and, you know, like the mum just like trying to get the kids in order the twins like just being funny and horrible and Ginny being a whiny cow she and wasn't being whiny she was like I want to go but t- you know I have a thing against Winnie, uh, Ginny <laughs> anyway so he was just like literally like the whole scene he was just looking at them talking and, mm. and engaging with one another and that's when I was like oh right like man he actually never got any of this yeah so I get that but I, just, I think there was this distance between him and his parents, which obviously is because they were died, they they died, um, and the thing like and, and that's and that's the duty that would have been in an, any normal situation mm. that would have been the duty of Petunia and Vernon to inform to, to him, inform yeah. him of what his parents were his mum was like as a child or you know when you, you have those you have those situations where like your your family come and live with you or whatever they, if they keep their if they keep your actual your your lineage away from you. That's a disservice to you because you don't know exactly where you come from. All you know, all Harry's growing up and seeing is his auntie and uncle and spoiling his cousin, yeah. and he's just an accessory to Basically. that family. He grew up in a cupboard, literally a cupboard a, under the stairs. A cupboard under the stairs. Do you see what I mean? Like what? Yeah. Like, you think to yourself, what? 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 What possessed them to do that? Even if they, even if they didn't like the child, even if they didn't like his it's parents, it's racism, fam. But like, why would because you put him in the? Because he's a wizard, and they knew, and they didn't want anything to do with that. I thought they re- like that's why I was like when I was reading this book, I was like, rah, like I didn't realize the hatred in them for the wizarding kind. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like uh, no, like it is. That is actually the reason because even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. They had nothing. He even, they even like made a promise to one another to, to like make sure that none of that rubbish comes into their family and stuff and he yeah. wouldn't know himself, which is a real disservice. What really would have been funny, though, is if um, Dudley was a, a muggle-born... <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that would have killed That me. would have been amazing. That would have been a plot twist. Right. So then somebody would have, because the thing is, what I remember reading is that when Muggleborns get the letter, they get it, they get it hand-delivered. They don't get the owl to their yeah. an, an actual representative from Hogwarts comes and, says, and sits oh. down and talks to, talks to the parents about the situation. Really? Yeah. But then, then, because obviously they're living in secret, the parents must know. Because I've always found that a bit odd. It's like, mm, do the parent the parents are told, like, Boom, your child is a like witch. Like, they will bring the letter to the parents to say, this is the school, this is what your daughter had, or son has, you yeah. know... Yeah, where did you... Is this Pottermore? I think, was it Pottermore? I mean, I was deep in the fan fiction world. Yeah, and I was deep in yeah. all the, I, I um, never read that. I was deep in the forums. I, I, think it was, I think question. it was Pottermore. I think, I think, it, was think Pottermore. yeah, I think it was, because Pottermore yeah. had a lot so of info. what are some of the big questions that you had about, like, Harry Potter that you kind of didn't... That were never really answered with regards to, say, the first book or story? Um... Or? I was deep in the forums, like, for some reason. So that that was one thing, like, mm. Muggleborns and how do they navigate the world with their parents yeah. and stuff. What other things? Um, My, I, I was really confused as to thinking, like, they pay, I think they pay fees to Hogwarts, you know. I think they do. I, I, I was confused. I was listening no, to a podcast. I think they do, I yeah. I listened to a podcast and they're like, oh, do, um, do students at Hogwarts pay fees? And I was like, Huh? Like, why would they? Like, they're wizards, I, no, they go. No, no, like, they do. I, mean? I think but, they do. But then, because Neville, he says, Neville, God bless him, he was in here and he was like, um, at the dinner table after he was sorted and stuff. Yeah. He was like, oh, um, I, my grand, my, my grandparent, my, my, my nan didn't think that I would be good enough to go to Hogwarts. So she was surprised when they got the letter. So I was like, I think so. That means, are, that means where, no, would, it, where know, would he have gone? No. <laughs> like, also, with that, it's easy. I think because your name was written down at Hogwarts when you're a kid, like when you're born. So Harry's name was written down from birth. Okay. Like, come on, like Neville's parents were auras. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were big in this thing. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They were, they were, they were like Mandem. Yeah. They were, they were doing like bits. No, they were doing bits before you know. Voldemort got them. Yeah. And I no, literally... Voldemort didn't get them. The Bellatrix are strange. They're alive. Oh, they're not dead. Oh, yeah, they're just being they're, tortured. No, they were tortured into insanity. Yeah. So they were really, like, 
so they're alive. That I don't know. There's it something just... about that in the book. I forgot which book we find that out in. Fifth. Order. No, 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 no. We no. find it out in the third book, fourth book. Sorry, because of um, Madai Moody is telling telling them the, the yeah the, the, un, the in unforgivable curses, oh. and he's upset because of the Cruciatus curse. Yeah, the Cruciatus thing is, yeah, book. though, in the book when they explain the um, the, the, the curses, it's deep. That whole scene in the book is deep. And when you find out about Neville's parents, that's one thing that in the whole film, I'm like, yo, that really got me. Yeah, yeah. In the book, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Like that whole scene. Um, But yeah, I think I would have wanted to find out more about Neville's parents. I would have wanted to find out more about the order. Also, what's so, so funny about this book is all the little nuggets that they have that they throw in that you find out about later. They mentioned Sirius Black in this. In the very beginning. In the very beginning. And I'm just like, whoa. Oh, I got this bike. Where'd you get this bike from, Hagrid? Oh, yeah, I, got it from, you, I got it from yeah, young Sirius I, Black. I got it from young Sirius Black. The bike that he comes in to deliver yeah. Harry Potter to the Dursleys yeah. on Four Privet Drive. I was like, whoa. Sirius I didn't know that. Because obviously I didn't read the first book. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, which was... I thought was so cool. Because when I met um, Sirius Black in Chamber... No. No, um, Prisoner of Azkaban. I was like, rah. Like, hello, you have a god, like, godfather, hey, yeah. family. You don't realise it. But and then the- also when I met Scabbers in this film, in this book, I was like, I was pissed. Yeah, and like, I'm reading it, you realise how much you already set she up. Set she up. set up. I was like, you are smart, you she knew. She set up the whole plan for the yeah. rest of everything. Because- because, and even like Hagrid, he never, he, he says, oh, you know, I was... Um, like expelled and then when he when Harry in asked third, in this yeah. book why did you why were you expelled he changes the conversation no, he says oh, I don't want to go into that right now no 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 I'm... not the first time the first time he asked he actually changes the conversation oh, okay yeah and that in this book and I was like him getting expelled was because oh, of Voldemort yeah do you know what I mean yeah. and it's all the secrets and the spider and and it's all the secrets. Oh, it's and it's amazing. All, and it's like, it's shrouded in secrecy. And it's like, um, at the end of the book, when, um, oh, even at the end of the book, when um, Harry was in the hospital wing and he's talking to Dumbledore and he's like, oh, um, why did he come and kill? Why did he come to try and kill me? Hmm. Like, he said he didn't need to kill my mum. He said he killed my dad because they fought. Yeah. You didn't need to kill my mum. So why was he coming to kill me in the first place? Mm. And Dumbledore was like, that is one question. You will know soon, but you can, I cannot tell you now. And that's, that. think, and, that's, and that's what you find out in the yeah, fifth book and you find out all these the different things. And like, all these different things. And I was just like, this is actually like amazing the way she set up she everything. set up loads, all um, the plot twists, like yeah. they were there. Gives, and the, uh, the book gives Neville a much more prominent um, role, role yeah. than than in the than in the film. Like he had, he was with them in everything. Like he was, he was an he was an accidental addition to everything that they were doing. Yeah. Neville was there. Oh my gosh, why are you here, Neville? Side man, yeah. Hermione's there. I, and before Hermione, Hermione, Ron, and Harry became friends, like Hermione's always there. Like, yeah. why are you always here? Leave us alone. Yeah, that's and the true. Thing yeah. Is, and Harry was quite nasty to her. I got like from what he's from what I read. I thought Ron was nasty. Ron was nasty because Ron was just Ron. insecure mess. Yeah. Like, he just was like he had to show that he was kind of like yeah. he knew what was going on. In comparison to everybody else there, in, in comparison to in comparison to what. Um, Hermione coming from a muggle-born family and Harry not knowing anything about magic Ron was the beacon of knowledge for the world Yes. until Hermione came in with 
everything else. All the facts. All the facts. Came with the facts. Came with the facts and everything else. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I um, I wanted to oh. ask you about all the differences between the things that weren't in the book, but they were in the film. The, the things yeah, that weren't yeah. in the film, but they were in the book. One thing that I quite I found quite funny was like in the film because I like the first Harry Potter film I lived on for the for a whole year of my childhood. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm gonna watch it. I know everything about that film. Like all the words, everything. Yep. So, um, in that film, <laughs> something really funny that I was like, oh, in the film, um, Trevor, who is um, um, Longbottom's um, toad. Neville's toad. Yeah, yeah Neville's toad. Um, was Obviously, he got lost in the, on the train and he was found... Well, he was just like somehow on the stairs going into the like the castle yeah. where they were getting sorted. In the 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 book, it happened on the train. No, it happened whilst they were on um, getting off the boats. Remember? Oh yes. Yeah, yes, it yes, happened yes. when they were getting off the boats. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. There were so, but and like, then there are so many things that are not linear. Yeah. Like in the film, Hermione's like Hermione comes into the. The, the compartment in the Have train. Have you guys seen a toad? Twice. Because the first time, like normally come, yeah. she came in once yeah. and did everything from have you seen a toad to you've got something on your nose. But this time, Hermione came in twice and then the second time came in with Malfoy. But in the film, I don't think we saw Malfoy in the in, in the train. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't see Malfoy in the train. We didn't see we Malfoy, Malfoy until we got until to the we got until we got to the castle. The castle when they were going like, inside. Oh, so the legends sorted. are true. Like, yeah. Where well, that happened on the train. But in the book as well, they meet at Diagon Alley. Exactly. When they, they meet get, at when Diagon get, Alley when they get, when they get in their, their robes on. fitted. And that's where they set up the idea that some families are better than others. Exactly. What's your name? What's where your are name? you from? What's yeah. your pedigree kind yeah. of thing? Um, and Harry was feeling really kind of uncomfortable because he didn't know... He didn't know anything. He didn't know anything. He didn't know whether his name would be yeah. a good name or a bad, or a bad name. name. But so also, he... I think I like the fact that Harry was able to build his morality and his... No, actually, I don't even think his morality was built at school because he, he already knew that he was being tweet, treat, treated bad. Um, and yeah, he was just I living think... there. He was just, you know, being oppressed and taking it on like like that, like you do. Yeah. But I think he had an in, in he had an he had a goodness in him. Yeah. That I quite liked, and yeah. that wasn't fed with anything because there wasn't anyone good around him to for him to to to, to follow. Yeah. Um, he was good, which I quite liked. Yeah. What I really wanted to ask is, having read this book and obviously we like we know the rest of Harry Potter and how it turns out, but what would because I've always, I always knew what I wanted to do in, in if I was in the world of Harry Potter and if I was a witch, which I am. Um, <laughs> what I, what I would have wanted to do, I wouldn't have wanted to become an aura. Um, although I would have wanted to head up the, you know, Ministry of Magic because I am Hermione Granger. Um, she doesn't head up the ministry. She doesn't become minister. She does become minister. She becomes the minister of magic. Of course, she doesn't she become does. the minister of magic. Oh, sorry. She becomes head of the of the magical law enforcement. No, she becomes minister. When? Oh, sorry, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, in the Cursed Child, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. yeah. I, I, kind I of, always see I, that as the whole I've thing. Er- I've eradicated, I don't know. No, 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 like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, I pushed she becomes that book minister. Aside. <laughs> yeah, it's actually trash. But yeah. <laughs> I, I still put that in the Harry Potter realm. Okay, um, go on, go on. So in the end, like in so, my yeah, head. What's your question? What, what would you be in terms of career-wise? Ooh. What would you have been in the magical world? I probably would have ended up I think I would have had a very like interesting. I think you would have been a herbologist. Like you no, I wouldn't have been a herbologist. Yes, you would have. I thought you would have been gardening. No, 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 I wouldn't have been a herbologist. Okay, because I wouldn't have been Neville. But I would have been. I think I probably would have ended up being a professor of some kind. 
there. Oh, head of Ravenclaw House. <laughs> and, and was like, okay, no. Yes, um, I would have been head of Ravenclaw House. No, I don't think... Um, wow. I'm more Ravenclaw than you. You're not more Ravenclaw than I you. am. But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we both would have been in Ravenclaw. I don't so, think like, I would. I don't think I you would. Be, you, wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to handle the riddles. You get stressed to get into the common room. First of all, for sure, ugly You'd be like, Alex, uh, why? Uh, why? <laughs> and I'd be like, just calm down. <laughs> Like, I'm like this like, bitch. Like, why are you actually trying to? <laughs> Listen, Ramona Ravenclaw, I ain't got time for you. Um, no, I want to get in. I want to go sleep. I want to. <laughs> no, I think obviously in Pottermore, I got sorted into Slytherin. So that's what you are. Because you, you, you had to answer the questions. Therefore, those questions that you answered put you in the place. I know, the answers, the answers I, I answered put me in Ravenclaw. Therefore, I don't want to deal with the test. Yeah, I'm a Slytherin. Therefore, you've been in the dungeons in the I, cold. No, but I really like... <laughs> with the squid. The giant squid in the, in I the, like, in the I lake. I feel like I also would have been Gryffindor. So, or, or I think I'm Harry in that sense, maybe. Mm, no. I do think I would have been Gryffindor. I, I think that... Um, you know me, I'm all about that courage and right. righteousness and friendship. Let's have a look at the... The riddle. The riddle. Not the oh. riddle, the um, sorting hat song. Yeah, the sorting hat riddle. Song. Okay, whatever. It's a riddle. <laughs> it's, how is it a riddle when the answers are okay, clearly fine. written? Okay, fine. It's a song. Um, um, <laughs> so it says, what does it say? It says, um, the sorting hat can't see, so try me on and I'll tell you where you ought to be. You might belong in Gryffindor, where dwell the brave at heart, their daring nerve and tri- chivalry set Gryffindors apart. You don't think I'm daring sh- chivalry? You probably would be Gryffindor. It probably would be. Why? Daring. Do you think I'm daring? And sh- yeah. I do like to be. Yeah, you 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 would like you would you would like to yeah you'd like to lord that Gryffindor esque thing. Yeah, like. But then again. But then again, I'm but, I'm but quite. Then, a, but but a then again, it says Slytherin. You'll make your real friends those cunning folk use any means to achieve their ends. Yeah, and I quite. So you're ambitious, basically. Yeah, what they're saying. And resourceful. But then me now. Oh, yet you ain't in got wise. no damn wit. Oh, yet in you wise. ain't that smart. Oh, yet in wise old Ravenclaw. If you've a ready mind, which which I do. No, you don't. Um, where those of wit and learning, which I love. No, but... We you... always find their kind. Babes, 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 yeah. <laughs> Give us your A-level results, your degree. Where's your master's? I want it all on the table. about grades base. <laughs> I want it all on... Yes, it is. Not, it's not. Because Hope. it's not it's not about them all getting good grades. It's about Luna Lovegood. You know, Luna Lovegood is in Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah? she is. She She's sat the there. Though. She sat there. She sat there, and it's about thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. It's about thinking differently. Do you I see what I mean? Luna there's, 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 I think Luna Lovegood with Harry. That's my biggest thing. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, no, absolutely, Ginny. No, no. I, I cannot stand that. No, witch. no, 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 no. no. But Luna, Luna Lovegood should have Luna, gotten with, Luna with Harry out, Potter. Luna thinks out of the box, and they like the they like different thinking and different different ways of thinking. I think different... you should have been in Hufflepuff. I would never have been in Hufflepuff. You're Are you mad? Are you mad? You're loyal. You're actually crazy. You're, loyal. You're actually crazy. <laughs> I would never, I would not you, have been in Hufflepuff. I think you are such a Hufflepuff. I'm not Hufflepuff. I'm not Hufflepuff. You're loyal, no, you're not, patient, you're kind. Think, no, no, no. I think there's qualities in each person of everything. <laughs> but I would not be in Hufflepuff. Babes, you'll be in Hufflepuff. I would not be in Hufflepuff. It's am okay. I, oh, am I, wearing, res- am I wearing blue today? We or am I wearing yellow? Am I wearing Helga. orange? Or am what? I? Oh, I'm wearing orange. You're wearing yellow even. You're wearing Hufflepuff colours and I'm wearing Ravenclaw. Okay, but I'm just saying, I feel like your quality, like everyone knows my qualities are not Hufflepuff. And that, we mine don't even aren't. need to discuss that. Mine aren't. I feel like you, you're, you're no, there. No, 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 no. But I think it's whatever's strongest as well. I know that when it comes to Gryffindor, I think yes. when it comes it's to Gryffindor. For me, it's either Slytherin or Gryffindor. Yeah, for me, I think, I think, because there's this thing within, I love learning. There's this thing within the Harry Potter world called um, hat stalling. Yeah. And when the hat goes on your head, it doesn't know what to, what to sort you into and I think it would have had stalled on Ravenclaw or Slytherin for the ambition 
and just yeah. trying to do it. Or, it does... or the, the general like philosoph- philosophical thinking and doing mm. all these things. Not necessarily based around grades and intelligence and logic and whatnot, but it probably would have been more like, oh, he's, philosoph- he's yeah. philosophical. He kind of thinks differently. So in your fifth year of being at uh, Hogwarts... In Ravenclaw. Okay, whatever. Where would you have done your work experience? Your magical work experience? Did they have to do magical work experience? Well, no, but I'm just saying, where would you? Um, I think it probably would have been... I probably would have either done it at Hogwarts or the Ministry of Magic. Oh, that's dope. I like that. Because the thing is, when I I read the different professions that were available, I don't know whether... I don't think I would have been an aura, but I think that even, even the healer, Looked pretty, yeah. looked pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like, that looked, like, pretty decent. Yeah. But then again, I don't think it's something yeah. that I would have actually done. But I think that... I like that. Ministry of Magic. Oh, actually, no. The Daily Prophet. Why not? Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then it would have been an interesting... Um, like, you love that stuff. Yeah. And no, I, but I think, I, I, think I would have gone into... Prof- I, would have, I would have gone into teaching in Hogwarts. Yeah, I think that that's more really cool. you, I think. I think that would have well. been really cool. I think I would have, for my magical work experience, I would have... One, either gone to Shadow Ollivanders because I absolutely love wand theory. Wand, I have wand law. I have researched but, wand law to the point of madness. I absolutely oh love God. everything about it. Like all the things that are put in wands, how how the wand chooses you with the wizard, not oh I it's like a deep I think I would have written an essay on it, but I would have probably worked, you know, as an a magical investment banker at Gringotts. <laughs> With the goblins, no, you with the goblins. No, but the thing is, oh, okay. um, so yeah. So I would have either worked didn't, at Gringotts work as a magical banker, Gringotts. or I would have been. I don't think that's a profession. I, yes, it is. I think you would have worked. At, no, I think I think within Gringotts, the, the people that necessarily run it are the goblins. Yeah, the, they're the, they're, they're, they're but, front facing. No, like no, they're no, there no, to no. be like. Oh, Let no. me finish what I'm saying. They would have fin- They would have been. They work in Gringotts, but I think that the wizards and witches are like the charm breakers and the people that protect the the vaults and make sure that it's secure. And yeah, all the and there's things. also magical investments, I don't think darling. I, yes, there I don't is. Think it's a whole world. Do you think like goblins, capitalism don't exist in the, the magical goblins, world? The goblins would. The capitalism does definitely exist. Harry's Harry's entry into the world is through capitalism. Of, of course. So all that pee. He, the, the first thing is like, I don't have any money. I don't and then, money. Like you think that your parents would have left you without any. Exactly. Don't be stupid. So that's that. But at the same time, the goblins are very much the goblins. No, so they the would goblins never are front facing. They're the ones that say, till you, number one, please. You really, okay? think, you really think the goblin, you, 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 we know the story. We know the story. Yeah? The goblins will not have you being in there to come into do. No, they're security. They'd have been, they'd have been like, they're you security. human. Listen, they would, they would, they would snake you. We hired them. Ray, because they would snake you and they'll trap you in Anyways, the vault. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I every absolutely 10 years. love wand law. Um, what would your wand have been oh, like? Oh, my wand is um, based on Pottermore. It's... My wand's based on Phoenix and Unicorn. It's well. Unicorn hair and... Is it Oak? I can't remember. Yeah. But it's good for charms and... Um, I forgot what my wand card. was like. Um... I think it must have been like potions or defence and stuff. I should have had it open. Um, But yeah, so I I really enjoyed this book and I'm really going to carry on reading it. And I think I really, I think because I'm a bit sad, I love the fact that I can just read and it's just very straightforward. Um, And it's kind of guiding me back into reading, which thank you so much, um, J.K. Rowling, for. Um, Yeah, tell us what, house you would have been in tell us 
what your magical work experience would have been in and definitely tell us what your wand is like. Okay. So oh, what would you have gotten? Would you have gotten an owl, a cat, a toad a or a rat? I'd have gotten a cat. Oh, no. Okay. So my, my wand is based on Pottermore. Yeah. My wand is a laurel wood, dragon heartstring core, 13 inch in length and pliant flexibility. No, dragon heartstring is what they all have. What if you if you get your wand no, from Ollivander's? No, that's not what they all have. No, they do. But it's dragon heartstring core. That's the core of it. Because it has to... It's I guess your wand no, is no. from Ollivander's. <laughs> yeah, it's from Ollivander's. No, but did you not read the thing? It said well, it, in Ollivander's, it says... Every wand. said every wand has, either, has a magical property. Yeah. The magical property is either a phoenix, a phoenix feather... A unicorn hair, a dragon, or a dragon heartstring. A dragon heartstring. So not all of them. I are... thought it was all of them. No, because that's why. That's oh, so my one doesn't have a dragon heartstring. Then my one has a unicorn hair. Anyway, it is said that a laurel wand cannot perform a dishonourable act. Oh, Although in the quest, did you see you guys? him. He touched his heart. In the quest, in the, kind of, in the quest for oh. glory, and not uncommon goal for those best suited to these ones. I have known laurel ones perform powerful and sometimes lethal magic. Laurel ones are sometimes called fickle, but this is unfair. The laurel yes, one, the laurel fickle. wand seems unable to tolerate laziness in a possessor, and it is in such conditions that it is most easily and willingly won away. Otherwise, it will cleave happily to its first match forever, and indeed has the unusual and engaging attribute of issuing a spontaneous lightning strike if another witch or wizard attempts to steal it. That is my wand, the laurel wand, with the dragon heart string, plant flexibility, Ravenclaw. It sounds Boom. like it's hella weak. It, it, you weren't even listening because it basically says that it will never be torn away from me. <laughs> like, it yeah, will never but be in gone. in terms of like, I don't know if you can like, expelliarmus me away. Yes, from, because it's, reli- it's it. reliant on the owner, the first owner. It's loyal to the first owner. It's hella like, attached. And it's just... loyal to the first. You need to set up your Pottermore account. I, I have. I just don't know the password. I forgot the password. Oh, man. I have, time ago. Oh, man. When I was like a hella ki- a kid, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like the first time it came out, I was obsessed. Um, okay. but I wanted to ask a final thing yeah. before we move on to Mostly Flicks. But I wanted to ask, like, what did you think about who the actual villain was in the book? Yeah. Because um, JK... Well, I, I don't know what you're thinking. Of, well, personally for me, this this book, Malfoy is an asshole. But obviously, because I've read all the other books, I know that in the end, Malfoy is just... A stupid kid who thought his parents knew everything. Um, so in this book, Malfoy was really placed as the villain. And it's as a child, when you're reading this at like 10 or 11, um, you kind of need villain. You need the difference between who's the hero and who's the villain because it's easy to understand as a child. And so placing all of that into um, Malfoy was, I think, not was tactful because it needed to get to kids and they could understand it better. But I thought what she did really well was obviously putting the blame on um, Snape and then taking it away slowly and unravelling a child's ideas of what it means to be a villain and a hero. Mm. Um, So I think that was very smart because it kind of opened up the grey area of heroism and villainism, which um, Rowling explores in in her other books, Mm. which, you know, grow with you as a child, I guess. And it was a good introduction. One thing I didn't like, I didn't like the way she positioned Slytherin as... The evil the, the house. Evil house. Yeah. I didn't. I don't like the way she did that, and then tactfully ignored. Hufflepuff. Yeah. I don't think that that was necessary because you're placing. If all these houses are supposed to have great values and qualities and yeah, noble it histories, was not equal at all. you basically position Gryffindor as the place where nobody can fall and nobody could have yeah. any kind of. Um, 
evil Absolutely. in them and then you've got Slytherin where all of them are evil all of them are evil but then we know that in later books we've got Slughorn who isn't an evil man but mm. he's from Slytherin mm-hmm. and Gilderoy Lockhart who's a Ravenclaw he does yeah. evil things and, and it's pretty bad because even like Sirius Black's family they were all in Slytherin. Slytherin and he got put in Gryffindor. Gryffindor because you know he's the good one but actually that's that isn't the case, and I do agree with you completely that that was. But then again, I think it's it was tactful, tactful because of children. However, she should have dismantled that idea as we got older, which she tried. She to, did actually. She did, but it wasn't all the way. Like in the end, obviously we're grown up, so we understand now. Yeah. But nobody, nobody wants to be put in Hufflepuff. But then there are but some even, people who actually say but then, that. Even yeah, then, it was like even then it was even in the seventh book, it was like oh the Slytherins, if you're not going to fight with us. Just go mm. to the dungeons, and it was like, what? Like you know what I mean? Like, some of them, like some of them, would want to have their have their have you know their agency. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They'd be like, well, I wouldn't yeah. fight against it. I, I, I might not agree. I might thing. not agree like, with everything. My like, thing is, I'm Slytherin and Gryffindor because I guess I'm thinking, oh, I'm like ambitious and resourceful and cunning but at the same time I'm good, which really shouldn't be something that only lives with being a Gryffindor. Just choose one choose one. Oh, I don't know. Choose one and stick I'm with like it. I'm like Harry because Harry was going to be put in Slytherin. Yeah, but only because of you know why <laughs> and you know who. I know, but <laughs> and you know what. But because, you know, I guess yeah, you know who lives in him. Um, but mm, make a mm, choice, please. I don't know. Oh. Okay. Slytherin. Okay. All right. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Slytherin. Yeah. You would have been, you would have been prefect of Slytherin House. I would totally have been prefect. I would have been head girl. Hell, I would have run that damn school, literally. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I would have probably Um, wanted to. Was there a head girl for each house, or was it just a head girl of the school? Trying to. I think there was a head girl for each house. That's one thing I didn't. I couldn't remember. Hmm. Then, because what would you do if you had a? Anyway, yeah. this is fine. I'm just thinking. Ray's thinking about yeah, it. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe there was a house girl for the school. I had house girl. You know? I'm so African. Oh my god. House girl. All right. House so, girl. Anyway, so that's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, hope we're, you guys keep, we're, we're still keeping it. We're magical. Still keeping it. We're still keeping it magical. So. Don't get excited. Yeah, we're not um, but yeah, if you have any questions about the book, any 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 perspectives and stuff, like like literal, like really kind of realist In perspectives. Um, we never we never really got into the race aspect of the first book. Um, oh, actually, the first book, the first time that. Um, so Lee Harry's Jordan. at platform nine and three quarters, and he goes to the other side, and the first thing that he talks, uh, Rowling talks about, is the dreadlocks on Lee, uh, which I was like, oh. Yeah, I was very like surprised actually. Yeah, I was but, really surprised. Yeah, and Angelina Johnson was mentioned, but she wasn't. Her race wasn't mentioned until like the fourth book. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Really interesting how that came across. Also, you know how she said that Dumbledore was gay. Off. <laughs> however, yeah. however, um, she um, when they were they were in the train and they got the frogs. God, what are the frogs' names? Huh? The magical frogs. The chocolate frogs. The chocolate frogs. Yeah. So when they were eating the chocolate frogs, and obviously with a chocolate frog, you get a, um, a card of an amazing historical, like, outstanding witch or wizard. And Harry gets Dumbledore for the first time. And at the back of it um, is Dumbledore's, like, credentials and stuff. And 
he, she, the description was like, oh, you know, they talk about all of these things that Dumbledore has done. But at the same time, I'm trying to find it. Oh, here we go. Um, currently headmaster of Hogwarts, considered by many the greatest wizard of modern times, Professor Dumbledore is particularly famous for his defeat of the dark wizard Grindelwald in 1945, for the discovery of the 12 uses of dragon's blood and his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas Flamel. And obviously we know Nicholas Flamel is the one that um, the, the Philosopher's Stone belonged to. Um, so I'm like, is that use of partner... Friend, I would, yeah. I, would, I would say his friend, but no, not really because they would they would have just written friend, but partner is quite different to friend. Interesting, because I read this and I the first thing I was like, whoa, and I was like, oh my god, I, I, I read it as a working relationship. But obviously, as like an eleven year old, you're gonna read it as a working relationship. No, no, I mean, I read like literally really reading now. It, I read on it. reading it now, where knowing that um, Rowling has said, yeah, like Dumbledore was gay, I'm like. When I read that, with who was his, his partner? partner Nicola Flamel. Nicholas Flamel. And man, my man, like, I, I, I'm like, oh, maybe mm. she wasn't. Let us know, guys, what you, you know? think, what you think about this bit, because I'm not sure. But yeah. you guys, let us know. Drop us some messages and email. Because you could I'm have said sure. you're, you know, your co-founder. I don't know. That's funny but because partner. moving on onto mostly flicks, Nicholas Flamel's in the second Fantastic Beast. I went to find them. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah. Oh, I'm but, really excited about that. But yeah, so we watched... Well... <laughs> we watched Fantastic Beasts and Where's to Find Them just to keep him with the theme of um, Harry Potter. Magical and, world. And um, there was just some... You didn't finish it, did you? Well, I've told you this. I've tried to watch this film seven it's times It's a long now. film, but it was... It's two, two it's, hours It's two something. hours, but it's a good two hours. Like, I was watching it like... Really? I was really intrigued. I got and bored. This is what I told you, basically. You know what? I, I'm not going to watch it when I go home today. This is what I mean. Like, and I'm I, I have you. so much energy for Harry Potter. I don't know what it is, but I, I have I have energy, but it's not this week. But like I was, I'm like, not feeling this because basically, so Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Find Them is by um, is a book in the Harry Potter world, and you are introduced to Newt. it on the list. Yeah, yeah. Of, or in this book actually, because the when yeah. they mentioned Newt Scamander, I was yeah. like. Whoa! Scamander, yeah, and ironically, what I found out in doing my reading, um, <laughs> Luna Lovegood is married to his grandson later on. That's dope, Rolf, Rolf Scamander, who is really? a magic zoologist like his granddad, which I really find interesting. I absolutely do you know the part I loved about the film? Mm-hmm. So, basically, the, oh, the, the, the premise of the film is that Newt Scamander goes to New York he's to, in, he's to free one of these um, creatures into the like, Arizona desert, yeah, I think, yeah. um, called Frank. Yeah. The, the, bird, the bird is called Frank. The bird is called Frank. It's like the Thunderbird. Um, it's massive and golden. And he, but along the way, he, it's 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 the clash of the British wizarding culture against the American um, wizarding culture, exactly. and then you start to unravel like the different the nuances of what it is to be what American culture. And it's um, so wonderful impacts. that there is a difference between the magic and magical difference. world. The fact that they even have the death penalty. Yeah, and that you can't annoying. marry a, or it's frowned upon to marry a nomad. No, it's, no, it's illegal. And it's... Um, is it actually illegal? It's illegal, yeah. It's like you can't marry nomads and stuff. And... Um, and, and just, you know, it kind of shows you like how like the, the world he's here. It's like, okay, we, people think that we're a bit more, you know, accepting, but 
our racism this is, is very in-depth in, in the structure of society, whereas the American racism it's, is very much in your face. And that's really also portrayed in the magical world And that's what JK kind of did. She basically was like, you know, in British wizarding world, the the the, the class the classism is like we hate Mon- we hate Muggleborns and people that are born yeah. like that aren't of magical blood blah blah blah. Whereas in um, like they still come America, to our schools. Today, but in America, it's like well we don't mix with mm. them, but basically because it's dangerous because it's dangerous to do so but we don't mix with them although this is in um, Prohibition era 1926 yeah. and things are just underground and hidden everything is hidden um, it was really interesting to see the comparison and like you know to see someone like Eddie Redmayne play Newt Scamander I don't think like, anybody, he was very British I, I, I don't think anybody could play Newt Scamander the like way Eddie did I think Matt um, Matt Smith Matt Smith was up for the role he could have done it Oh, he definitely could have done it. I think he could have done it, but I don't think he could. I don't think. I think. I think um, he would have given him a bit I more think, character. I think Eddie. No, I think Eddie Redmayne. Do had, you? I think Eddie Redmayne had the, the the dexterity to do it, like and the awkwardness and all that stuff. Yeah, because he's very was, awkward. Because he was awkward, like above ground, like when you first meet him and he's and he's doing yeah. all this and he's trying to keep himself to himself, whatever. But when he goes into that suitcase and he's in his he's world and he's he was very like. Here, hold this. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Put this in here. Do that. I actually love and the part really when you know they go to the ministry and the Mercusa. So stupid. The magical congress of the United States. You need to chill, okay? <laughs> because you know I, I watched the I, film. I watched, that's what he's saying. No. Anyways, <laughs> then I read up on it. So of course you did. Um, so when he went there and then like they've taken the suitcase with all the magical creatures and he literally comes out of his shell and he's like do not hurt them mm-hmm. because these creatures are not dangerous yeah. and there was a part when he was explaining to the nomad like oh like because obviously basically Kowalski. the creatures the creatures basically escape into the real world and there's a like a quest to find them um, he says to him I need to find the creatures because they're in danger. And Kowalski's like, they're in danger? And he's like, yeah, they're surrounded by millions of the most ruthless people. Dangerous creatures. Dangerous creatures in the world, human beings. When he said that, I was like, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And it was fantastic to see that because it was like, with him, these vicious creatures that we look on as being uncivilized like dangerous are just just have the basics of things like they just want to survive they want to eat and they want to sleep and they want to find a healthy safe space whereas human beings they have all of that they want more and the more they want can be particularly dangerous however what i want to discuss about is oh what's that thing that they began talking about when when magical creatures when when a a witch or wizard suppresses their magic i was going to ask about the obscurial the obscurial Fantastic. Thing is, like, absolutely because, fantastic because concept. If you've read the Harry Potter series or you've watched the um, films or you have any vested interest in the world at all, you will know that Dumbledore's sister um, had her magic suppressed yeah. as a child to hide away from the Muggles because obviously oppression of witches and wizards, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, she died at a young age. She died at a young age yeah. because she had to because she exploded yeah. she, uh, she couldn't control it it was yeah. like really trying to keep it under control but in this film we've got Ezra Miller who plays um, his name Cephas or something like that something yeah. like really the really awkward. American yeah, yeah really American and stuff and um, he has he is this obscurial um, it's this really it's this bundle of just magic of uncontained uncontrolled magic that don't way. spoil it because I want to go and watch it yeah and 
that but the obscure the idea of the obscure is basically it's like a metaphor for suppressing what you are exactly and not being and not being able to show the world show the world what you are because and then you basically end up combusting and when you combust you hurt other people yeah and you're just a force that cannot be contained exactly and And, and that's it and when you actually sit there and you're just like really stuck in this thing oh I need to be this way I need to be this way I need to be this way and you hide and you and you and you call you and you and you think that everything that you're doing is shameful and Mm. embarrassing and not like the best possible thing of yeah. best value of you yeah um and it explodes yeah. it will come out in the worst ways because you cannot control it yeah. and that's kind of what this is what this obscural is but isn't and, it um, amazing how like um scamander was able to take that out of the kid in africa who died really young take that force that energy wrap it around this bubble and I don't know what he was trying to do with it. I don't think he knew. I think he was trying to figure out what it was. What it was and how, how it can, it yeah. But it's the force, it's it's the magic that had been suppressed in this child for so long. I honestly, like, when the oh, I was watching this film and that idea was explained because there was a part in it where this guy who was running for, um, like, I don't know what he was running for, like, was it prime minister? He wasn't running for president. He was running for, like, local... Senator. Yeah. Senator. Um, and... An obscure came in, killed him, destroyed everything. And my issue is like, it's such a, it's it's just the idea of that suppression and how, because on one side, when you allow yourself to be who you are, that magic and, and that individualism is a beautiful thing. Mm. It really makes you who you are. It is who you are. It is... It is essentially your essence. It is what you show to the world. It is a magical thing. Yeah. But when you suppress that, it doesn't become a magical thing anymore. It becomes something that, in in this film, it becomes something that is bad, that harms other people. So in, in the mere fact of you suppressing your you. Yeah means that it's a bad thing even though you're probably doing it to save others but in a way you're also hurting others and you're hurting the world in not being yourself but you but you remember it's not everybody has to take accountability it's not it's not just you it's other people telling you it's the world oppressing you you know yeah absolutely if you if the world doesn't oppress you in that way i think in this situation i know this it might it's not so much a spoiler but it's a context Mm. so I think his name's Cretus. I can't remember what his name is, but the guy Ezra Miller plays the He's guy, suppressed. and his mother yeah. was a witch. So he, she, he was magical. Yeah, but the, he was adopted by the um, the, the, the New Salem yeah. witch, the, Witches, uh, witch, witch hunters yeah, or whatever, hunters. and. Um, he felt he had to like, and you could just see by the tone of the, oh, the scenes, and it, it was cold, it's... and it was dark, and it was. And he was acting weird, and he was all twitchy, and he couldn't be. He couldn't look at people in their eyes, and he kept getting beaten by yeah. his mother, and, like, and, and told then, he's a and then, freak. Like um, the minister, the guy who worked at the, the ministry would heal him, he but he healing. was using him exactly. So he was doing the same thing. I didn't like that guy at all. Wait till you finish it, okay? Because I'm like, he was like, find <laughs> the child. I'm like, what child? Wait till you finish the, okay. the, the series. The I think it's all the kids. I think all the kids magical uh, especially that little blonde one that that walks with him a lot um his sister <laughs> yeah his sister um but yeah like it's just one of those yeah the world oppresses the world oppresses the people rather than and then the society them, oppresses yeah, the people, rather surprises than the people them. Oppressing themselves. and then them by by them being suppressed 
the evil hurts society. So it do, like it does not benefit the world for at the all. world to suppress you at all. At you all. need to be your absolute self in order for the world your to be prosperous. Self. Because and I think that whole philosophical idea of that is just and the, the way it was portrayed in this film, sublime. Yeah, absolutely sublime. Yeah, yeah. you need to actually read up on Ilva Morney and you need to read the story actually. of Ilva Morney and how it was founded and how it's I, I, I won't anyways and they ran away from the... Hogwarts and she tried to oh my gosh it was crazy it's a crazy story crazy story amazing fantastic <sighs> sublime super fantastic. sublime all of the superlatives all of them <laughs> no but um, yeah, so no, seriously, but seriously though if you if that, like there are so many there's so many backstories and there's so many things that Harry Potter is just so, the, not even Harry Potter the wizarding the, world the, the world that she's created the world that J.K. Rowling has created yeah because yes, Harry Potter is big. she has her she has her issues she has her problems. You know, but that's off the page I don't give a shit cover for me now I'm, actually, I'm, going, I'm going into it for the story I like the story whatever whatever she does with her yeah. own personal life yeah you know, you know for I've, me I've, I've seen the way that she acts on Twitter I'm not <laughs> but I like going to the, the world story. that she has created for me is like the adult world in which um, Martin has created in Game of Thrones um, yeah and it's it's obviously that was my childhood like Harry Potter was my well my later childhood it wasn't like as a kid especially when I came into this country I latched onto it which is why I watched I feel like Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone the, the movie made me learn English mm-hmm. I know that like everything made you learn English yeah, first of all it's the news then the it's news made the me people. learn English Harry Potter is the only film that I watched I had it on VCR I'd watch it every imagine watching that film every single day when I watch when I like when I hear something even reading it I would read it in these people's voices and that's kind of bad as well because at the end of the day it's like when I was reading it I was thinking I kept thinking about the um, the film all the time yeah like, I was like uh, but I really wish in the film we had seen Peeves I really wish they mentioned had- Peeves in this Peeves is a key character throughout the whole series. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand why he wasn't in the film. But anyway... Um, That's true. They mentioned I him. I think like, he's, in, he's in everything. And I think he's instrumental in, in certain parts of things. I think he's really good. Obviously, he's not that instrumental or else he would have been in the film. But um, I think that that was really good. And even even the other centaurs, there's three centaurs that are, that are, yeah. are in this book. Bane, Roland, and Firenze. And, um, and, and they already knew the, the prophecy. They knew the prophecy that was happening because they looked into the stars and they were like, mm. they're like, Mars is bright tonight or whatever. And then they're like, Mars, is bright, Mars is bright tonight. I feel like you would have been with the Yeah. With yeah. Them, with that would have been your place. You probably would have like been shadowing them for like your work experience. Actually, probably would have if they yeah. let me. Yeah. I think they they're very proud. You would have, you would have probably been like, oh, like, Dumbledore, please give me like leeway, you know. Again, I don't think, think you've been in a, this program. Again, that's a very Ravenclaw thing to do yeah. because you got Luna Lovegood walking around with bare feet, just saying that she's feeding where's, all these narcos. Have you found the narcos? Narcos, narcos, narcos. Can you see the? Can you see the festivals? Can you see all this? <laughs> so you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, so like you have to remember. That's exactly. That's kind of what I would want to do. But we have, you have to remember that those are the reason that the centaurs were 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 there. Yeah. They were to say they were to set up the story for the rest of the series. Yeah. They were like the prophecy is here. This is this it. is this is it. Yeah. And we need to make sure that we can't tell you guys everything. Mm-hmm. But this is all that's going to be. Yeah. And then he, then you know he's back in the fifth film and then he's back in the fifth book. Sorry. And then the prophecy is revealed and. So that's us. We've talked about the film. I don't have a issue. Okay. I'm like okay. sad. That's cool. Um, 
However, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2 is coming out. In October. In October. No, November it's coming out. Why do I even rely on you for information? Because I'm telling you now, it's, it's November. Anyways, so make sure you listen to this episode. Make sure you read the books. Um, wait, is there a pamphlet? I feel like the, um, the book was actually revealed. What book? Was it the book or like a pamphlet of what was inside um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? I don't know. There are. I don't know. I feel like there was because, anyways. So make sure you read. Make sure you watch. Just let us know what you guys think because I know there's there's several things that we haven't been able to cover on here. Yeah. Um, We 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 would be here forever. We'd be we'd literally be here forever talking about various different aspects. But if you let us know, I want to know McGonagall story. It's on Pottermore. Everything's on Pottermore. I know, but everything's on Pottermore. Like I could tell you now, but we haven't got time. So, but um, Umbridge's story is funny. Um, It's interesting interesting and all these different things I really but, hated Umbridge you know with a passion she anyway hit, she hated herself she but um, alright guys Self-free. well thank you that uh, make sure that you hit us up on the emails on the Twitters on the Instagrams if you want to get at us and ask us questions about the book and Alex has deactivated the world. on Twitter guys and we continue and we continue moving I am no longer there but you know life goes on oh, he's there. do you see what I mean he's I'm still pretty I still find people I still find people <laughs> I still see the tea guys don't get it twisted yeah don't chat shit about but, him mind you don't chat no, yeah don't do it because I still pre I still find out but um, yeah let us know what you think about this episode and what's going on yeah. and um, oh, oh yeah Ray's going to be speaking to Tommy Adeyemi this week yeah promoting her because she's not going to promote her. I, I, oh, I she'll totally be, forgot. She'll be speaking to Tommy Adeyemi this week. Yes, at Nottingham's Waterstones. I'm so excited to meet her. I'm Literally, my cousin has been telling me that if I don't get her to shout her out, like, that's it. Our relationship is done. She's amazing. Um, Obviously, you guys know how much we both love um, Children of Blood and Bone. Can we just pray that we have her on the show? We could, we could pray. All right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, guys. You know, her. Tell her to go on most at her, No, actually, no, at her. At her. And make, and blow up her mentions. Please. And um, we can make this happen. Yeah, but I'm a do. Like, when I see her on Thursday, you know I'm putting her aside, <laughs> away from her PR team, <laughs> and be like, listen. Yeah. Girl. Uh, I think it's... It's uh, Saturday. You ain't is, got nothing to do. She is so cool. But, yeah. Um, oh, you met her. Yeah, this week. She's amazing. How was it? Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Super funny. Super, super slithering. Yeah. Is she a Slytherin? Yeah. Yes. That's what I said. I mean, I'm the Ravenclaw. She's a Slytherin. Yeah. It's actually really funny. No, because someone asked you on, on Touch Twitter that you said like a, a Slytherin Ravenclaw alliance and Raven someone Claw was Slytherin like, who's, like, who's Slytherin? Yeah, she's Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Absolutely. Have a lovely week. Bye. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.